0: Good morning everybody and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church and to this, our gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. We sit not quite so much in rows as in a circle here, a circle that contains us all. So may this circle hold as precious all that we bring with us this day. May we feel free to be here who we truly are. No need to pretend, or to put on appearances, or a brave face. May today's music and silence, words and companionship help each of us to find that of which we are most in need. So let's take a moment of stillness to connect more fully with ourselves. Heightening our awareness of being here now. Let's sense a connection with one another, here, in this space. And then let's widen that awareness out into the world. One people, one human race, one planet. Welcome, welcome one and all. In today's service, Carol Grace and I are considering the gifts all of us bring to the world and how such gifts might be used for the betterment of all. And we're also reminding ourselves that a human life contains both giving and receiving, a flow of reciprocity moving ever onwards. So I'm going to light our chalice now, and Carol's going to read.
1: This is Out of the Flames by Sarah Eileen Love. Love all. Out of the flames of fear, we rise with courage of our deepest convictions to stand for justice, inclusion, and peace. Out of the flames of scrutiny, we rise to proclaim our faith with hope to heal a fractured and hurting world Out of the flame of doubt we rise to embrace the mystery, (coughs) wonder and awe of all there is and all that is yet to be Out of the flames of hate we rise with a force of love love that celebrates our shared humanity
0: You'll know perhaps this Aesop's fable of the lion and the mouse, it tells us something about power in this world and friendship, because once, when a lion was asleep, a little mouse began running up and down upon him. Perhaps mistakenly think that the great beast was in fact a golden mossy boulder where there might be some little tasty things for him to eat. The tiny footsteps of the mouse must have tickled the lion who woke up with a start and placed his huge paw upon the little mouse and opened his big jaws to swallow him. Pardon oh great one cried the little mouse forgive me this time spare my life I shall never forget it and who knows I may be able to do you a good turn one of these days. The lion was so amused at the idea of a little mouse being able to help him, that king of beasts, that he lifted his paw and let him go. Time passed and one day that same great lion was caught in a trap and the hunters who desired to take him alive back to the king tied him to a tree while they went in search of a wagon to carry him back from the forest to the city. Just then, the little mouse happened to be passing by and seeing the sad plight of the lion tied to a tree with great ropes binding him, the mouse went up to the lion, soon gnawed away the ropes that bound the king of the beasts and the lion was free once more. Tyler, are you free now? (laughs) I think you deserve a round of applause. Thank you very much for very steady wearing of a lion mask and the mouse said to the lion well was I not right little friends may prove to be great friends and in some time in life even the mighty of us might benefit from a friend's helping hand or their sharp little teeth And that is Aesop's fable, a classic of the lion and the mouse. And I think any children who want to can now join Nadia and the others with their own programme in the library. But I promised, I promised another story of kindness. And this one gives a different view of it really. I'm relieved that Amber's leaving, actually, because this might be a bad influence on her. Because this one comes from the Sufi tradition, and their stories have more of a twist sometimes. It's the story of Nasruddin, who saw a man sitting by the roadside, sobbing uncontrollably. Why are you crying, my friend, said Nasruddin? Because all I own is in this bag, holding up a tatty little canvas bag. Just look, a few sandwiches, A spare pair maybe of underpants, a pair of socks, an umbrella, a bit of loose change. That's it. I don't own anything else and I'm so miserable. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Nasruddin said sympathetically. And he immediately grabbed the man's bag and set off running at top speed down the road with it. And now I have absolutely nothing, wailed the poor man. But he picked himself up from the ground, began walking wearily in the direction that Nasruddin had run off in. If I can find that thief, maybe he'll take pity on me. Give me my bag back, he thought to himself. So he walked about a mile, and then, lo and behold, there in the road was his bag. He ran towards it, picked it up, kissed it, and shouted, hooray, I've got my bag and all my belongings back, thank you, thank you. How strange, said Nasruddin, appearing from behind a bush as he often does how strange that the bag which a few minutes ago was making you cry is now making you ecstatically happy make of that what you will (laughs) and that's leading now into a time of prayer and reflection which I call on the Divine Spirit of life and love to be with us now in this time together and to hold the cares and the joys of human life with all tenderness. Let's give thanks for all the people in our lives whose smiles and kind words and simple thoughtfulness helps to make life worthwhile. We might think of neighbours or friends or family members, members of this community here. We might think of a stranger that we passed in the street. Let's give thanks for each and every person, the living and the departed, all those who have brought warmth and richness to our lives. May we be guided to be good friends and companions to others, to know when to speak and when to be silent and listen. To be people who are prepared to make an effort for others to walk that extra mile to make that phone call or visit or send that card and may we cherish and appreciate all living beings who share this planet of ours and who bring us companionship in one way or another those birds which we hear in the park and in this church garden or perhaps visiting our gardens. Dogs and cats and other pets that grace our lives and bring love and good humour to bless our days. And may we be forgiven and forgive ourselves when we are ever less than loving to others. When our fears or our tiredness or our meanness get the better of us, as for sure they will do from time to time. May we love and accept our own failings as well as other people's and be inspired to be bigger-hearted, kinder, more loving day by day. And in a few shared moments of silence now, I invite you to send your thoughts and prayers to those you know are in need this day, be that people in your own lives or indeed your own issues or in the life of our wider world. and may all beings know love this day. Amen.
2: The Dalai Lama writes in his book, a policy of kindness, that it's very important to recognize the basic nature of humanity and the value of human qualities. Whether one is educated or uneducated, rich or poor, belongs to this nation or that nation, this religion or that religion, this ideology or that ideology, it's secondary and does not matter. When we return to this basis, all people are the same. Then we can truly say the words brother, sister. Then they are not just nice words, they have some meaning. That kind of motivation automatically builds the practice of kindness. This gives us inner strength. What is my purpose in life? What is my responsibility? Whether I like it or not, I am on this planet, and it's far better to do something for humanity. So you see that compassion is the seed or basis. If we take care to foster compassion, we will see that it brings the other good human qualities. The topic of compassion is not at all religious business. It's very important to know that it's a human business that it's a question of human survival, that it's not a question of human luxury. I might, might say that religion is a kind of luxury. If you have religion, that's good. But it's clear that even without religion we can manage. However, without these basic human qualities we cannot survive. It's a question of our own peace and mental stability.
1: So, again, talking about simple gifts. God is hiding in the world and our task is to let the Divine emerge from our deeds. So writes Abraham Joshua Heschel. This seems like a tall order, yet it is such a lovely concept It seems irresistible to me. God is hiding in the world and our task is to let the divine emerge from our deeds. There are innumerable ways of thinking about how gifted we are and how much we are a gift to others. But I will only be able to explore a few of these in this address. Here at church I see the way that when we are having coffee we join in, we encompass those that wish to stay, we listen to one another, we touch one another's being and receive back in return. We are gifts in ourselves by being there for other people and allowing others to give to us. Recently I was walking home and a young black man was walking towards me as he got closer he said great jacket to me and I smiled and I said thanks it was a lovely gesture it was altruistic and it had a lasting impression on me indeed I'm still talking about it (laughs) there are times when we feel gloomy and a person reaches out and makes all the difference. It could have gone differently, I might not have noticed him. Indeed, I can get very stuck in not seeing the hand reaching out to me. I'm independent, I can manage, and I do not allow people to assist me. As some of you know, I have been on crutches recently and I had to learn to take thankfully and gladly. I no longer believe that it's better to give than to receive. There are times when all of us know that we are empty and have nothing else to give. It can feel like a form of burnout. Often the pains of the world feels overwhelming and I think, what can I do? I watch the news on TV and I despair. I find it hard to see the pain that people inflict on each other and I wonder how we can show compassion and love to others in a vulnerable way, getting close enough to them that they can actually hurt us. It is a risky business and we can be hurt by the other's response. If, like me, you tend to feel that you do not need help and you're brought up to believe that being independent is the highest value then we have a lot to unlearn before we can trust and allow others to see our shared frail humanity. Mother Teresa said, we ourselves feel that what we are doing is just a drop in the ocean but if that drop is not in the ocean I think that ocean will be less because of the missing drop What we do matters however small it might seem The Green Party have a slogan which I find useful in a universal way Think globally act locally. I realise that I can do something. When I realise that we can make small gifts something that makes life fairer and kinder. We are the, the fifth richest country in the world. We are so lucky. It's difficult to believe sometimes that we are rich in so many different ways. Sharing some of that amazing good fortune not only helps the other, but we, the givers, the donors, benefit as well. We are happier when we share and give an open heart. We should thank the other for accepting and allowing us to live a richer lives. Of course, sometimes we lose the sense of being beautiful and intelligent, our darker side takes over, and this is a time when we need to receive love We need others to confirm us as being lovable. What comes around goes around, I think it's said. Philosophers such as Martin Buber state emphatically that the golden rule is the base of compassion. Do unto others what you wish for yourself. Some of his philosophical colleagues set the bar even higher. Eli Weasel says, In the face of suffering, one has no right to turn away, not to see. In the face of injustice, we may not look the other way. When someone suffers and it's not you, he comes first. His very suffering gives him priority. Teresa of Avila sees us as being wonderfully endowed by God that we are able to overcome difficulties. She says, it is impossible, I think, taking our nature into consideration, that anyone who fails to realise that he or she is favoured by God should have the courage necessary for doing great things. I like the parable of the Good Samaritans The poor victim desperately needing help but the virtuous, upright bureaucrats pass by on the other side of the road Maybe they're doing that out of fear Maybe the villains are still around, they might be assaulted Perhaps the injured man will make demands on them which will be hard to meet and besides everything else, they're important They have meetings to go to. It is the Samaritan that stops and helps. The Samaritan is the outsider and the other yet he takes on the task of caring and tending to the victim at his own expense. The parable of the Good Samaritan reminds us that it is not always the obvious person that comes with gifts. Having worked for a voluntary organization, I know that it is often the poorest people who give most generously to others through their simple gifts. Recognizing that we are gifted and have a lot to give lends us dignity. Opening up our hearts both to give and receive can grant us the true warmth and joy of community. Mother Teresa reminds us that prayer is action, prayer in action is love, love in action is service. Amen.
0: So let us take the simple gifts of our lives out into the world, knowing that injustice will probably always be with us Yet ever aware that even small steps towards justice, towards kindness, towards greater compassion can help to build a world community that better represents who we truly are. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Go well and blessed be.